without researching them. And I said to him, I could have been nicer. I should have been nicer. I was a little bit too upset at first. Um, I said, are you kidding? Who has time to research every meme? I'm not like this. Facebook is not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, um, Oh my God, you guys, I'm so sorry. I had my phone out to look at the freaking um, comment from Steve and I got a bunch of um, texts in that totally. Uh, welcome. It's high noon. It's time for the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm. Here in .sf. Uh, my wonderful co-host LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, is on her way, probably, most likely. She always texts me and says, I'm running late, but I have my phone off because I'm being professional today because we're training. Oh yeah. We are. We have Arden in the house, in the hizzy of the upcoming Wednesday night show from 10 to midnight. I don't remember what you're going to call your... I don't remember what you're calling it. You're calling it the... We're calling it the night space. The night space. All right. You're going to head into the night space with Arden. Uh, but right now, we are getting into the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. Some socialist news. I've been reading Marx this year. That's... I love communism, but it's just so not feasible. I, I'm reading the, the at the end of well, at the end of one section of the manifesto, he puts out ten different um, things that will happen in a communist state if if the communist state is to thrive and is to work. And the one that like I keep reading it and I'm like, oh, and not that I'm going to get any, but it's there no inheritance. No it's, it's first you take everybody's land no private property all the property belongs to the group but then it gets funky because who, and that makes sense for me because I rent so who cares right so like I don't own any land so it doesn't affect me but okay so the land thing okay okay I can get on board with it because I rent and the inheritance thing I can kind of get on board because I'm not getting an inheritance there is no there's nothing for me um and the rest of it, well, the, the centralized bank, I mean, it just seems like a lot of power in the hands of the state. But if the state truly is the people, then communism is great. But it's never going to work because there's always people that want to be better than other people. Well, this is the thing. Entitlement here. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Entitlement, right? So I had the weirdest bus ride today. Okay. The weirdest bus ride. First, I ran four blocks for the bus. Okay, so what's happening since the new year? There's something with the timer or something. The GPS on the buses aren't working. So you call up and it's like, the bus is in 23 minutes. But it's not really 23 minutes. It's like seven minutes or 32 minutes. We don't, the thing is, we, nobody knows anymore. And the next bus prediction's not working. Nothing's working. So I take the bus from the Tenderloin, the 27 bus, and I come here and it drops. It's a great bus because it it's half block from my house, half a block from the station. It's amazing. But I'm walking down the street today and I see it pulling away. And I'm like, motherfucker, I'm running after this bus. And I just start running. And it's hard to look cool running with a backpack, but I think that I did it. So I'm running after the bus. I ran four blocks. 
And I did this because yesterday I was talking to Kaysen, who's training uh, for a two to four show on Tuesdays. I can't remember. He has never shown name yet. I'm so glad I didn't remember that. But he was like, oh, we were talking about our past or whatever. I said, oh, I used to be in shape. I used to run. He goes, well, what, what do you, how does that work now for you? Do you still run? And I'm like, oh no. But today I ran four blocks and I couldn't have run a fifth. It wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to keep chasing the bus. Yeah. I would have just had to give up. But I was like, I'm running and like running down the street through people. This is not the craziest thing. I was excited. I'm running through people. I'm like, I'm getting that bus. And I'm like yelling at the bus. I'm getting inside you. I'm like yelling as I'm running down the street. And finally I wave the bus down and get on the bus. Okay. So that's weird to start with. And I get on the bus and I go, I chased you for four blocks. <laughs> he didn't, they didn't. The point is that people don't care. But I'm entitled to say like, I, I chased the bus. I, I wanted a little, I wanted people to share in my joy at that moment. And I felt entitled for people to share in, in my running four blocks without dying. This is, this is a good thing when you're 42. I didn't break a hip. I didn't, everything's, I can still run four blocks. I think that's pretty fast. Good clip. Anyways, I get on the bus and then right after me, a man gets on the bus and I think that he's talking on the phone, like on a Bluetooth because he's being really loud and he's spouting off like self-help book stuff right and he's african-american and he's got kind of got some gray in there and he's wearing these old like ray-ban looking sunglasses and he's speaking really really loudly like to everybody but like he's on the phone like saying like well that ain't no business and nobody's in it if you guys gotta let that go you gotta let that go you just gotta you can't change other people you can't change them you gotta know that and he's going on and on and this other lady's on the bus and like she doesn't have teeth and she's really skinny but I mean, you don't want to judge people or whatever. I, I tried not to. I was like, oh, you know, old lady, whatever. Uh, and she says at one point, why can you not talk? We don't care. We don't want to listen to you. And then he basically for the next, I don't know, 10 minutes verbally abuses her. He goes off on this thing about you clearly look like you're a person that looks like you just came back from an overdose of pills and uh, heroin. Her- he said heroin funny. He said hero, hero, hero. Her- heroin? Yeah, he her- said it. Heroin. He said it funny, right? And I'm sitting there going like, oh my God. And he's like, you don't have no, what you have a problem. You don't have any self-esteem. That's the problem. I can tell. I can look at you and I can see you are a person without self-esteem. And he goes on this whole diatribe. Look, you nobody wants to look at you looking disgusting on your pills and self-esteem issues because look at you, look at what you look like. And he like abuses her. And then she's like, just stop talking. And it, it was like, he continued to engage her. And then she was like, yeah, sure. So then she kind of starts singing or whatever. It, it got really, really weird. And she kept saying like, I'm speaking for us, for all of us. For And he's like, oh, are you saying you're them now? You're them? Who who does this woman speak for? And I'm just trying to read my marks, right? I'm like, but I'm sitting here just going like, what is going on in this bus today? I chased down this bus to be on this circus bus. Um, but she really, she didn't have any, she had missing teeth and, uh, and I felt terrible for her. And when she got off the bus, I said, you did, you spoke for me. Thank you. <laughs> I should I mean, but I wasn't going to speak up. So he got, he even got, turned it sort of into a race thing at one point. He was like, I can say anything I want because I'm black. My people have been subjugated for years. You know what your problem is? You're a Caucasian lady. Nobody cares what you say. And all this is, I'm just sitting here going like, the, I was like trying to analyze the guy and think. 
this poor man, no one listens to him in his life, right? He is so not listened to that he has to get on the bus and talk to all of us, but talk to none of us. Like, it was still, it was like he was on the phone. And then when he got off the bus, he was still talking. And it was like he was on the phone with someone, but there was nobody there. But he thought on the bus, he thought that he was entitled to say whatever he wanted. And then when someone told him to shut the fuck up, then he started saying that she was doing exactly what he was doing, but she wasn't. She started doing it after a while because then they were having a huge loud conversation on the bus and being like verbally abusive to one another and swearing. Thank God there were no children on the bus. Otherwise, that's when I would have been like, there are children present. Be an adult. Um, I don't know. It just made me think about how entitled we all are. We, we expect people to listen to us in public spaces or, or just the expectations we have and like how this dude, I don't know, on the bus today, it was weird. Right? You see, this is the reason I miss parts of New York. Like, <laughs> San Francisco, we're chill, we're laid back, and I, I, that's why I came here, right? I came to get away from New York weather and to chill out with everybody, right? <laughs> but the thing that I miss you know, the, about SF that I can't stand is the, this passive attitude of, okay, if we just don't engage, it'll all go away. See, in New York City, what would have happened the minute he started spouting off is that woman would have slapped him, the bus driver would have slammed on the brakes and thrown him out, and then the cops would have shown up to haul him off for detention. Wow. Yeah. Well, people pay for the bus in New York, too. It's actually quite amazing. Everybody pays for the subway. Everybody pays for the bus. You don't get on the bus unless you've paid. No one would let you get on the back of the bus without... The, the driver would be like, get the fuck off the bus. Yeah, it, the, the, the other passengers would be pissed because we all pay our fair share, right? And... And the, and it's nice in there. No one's drinking sodas. No one's spilling shit. No one's peeing. No one's taking a shit on the street. I mean, on the seat. The buses in New York are really nice because everyone respects them. Yep, because everyone has to take them. Everyone, from millionaires down to street sweepers, every, everybody at some point has to take that bus. See, now that's communism. There's a quality there in transportation. Yeah. And... That's the whole thing. You need to take a bus because if you're in a taxi, it's like beep, beep, forever. It's, you can't get anywhere. And, and the price, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, The, yeah, the cost yeah. alone, you know. It, it's two twenty five. Last I was in New York, it was two twenty five to take the bus. And that's anywhere in, right. on, on the island of Manhattan. And uh, the subway was the same because I had the uh, monthly pass. Right, right. Yeah. Every time I go, I get a seven-day pass. Yeah, yeah. Always go for the bigger numbers is our advice because the more you spend in one clip there, the more they discount. Ah, well, there you go. New York tips with Arden here on the AltaCast. Uh, okay, so that was my weird morning. Um, and I just, I'm, and there's so much dis-ease right now that's happening in the world that you're seeing it everywhere. The stratification. Uh, this is actually one of the best things that I read today. I get all my good news um, from Facebook, which is weird and stupid, but... So, this is crazy. Matt Gubser, because he's a genius, posted this. And I was like, oh, so this is news. Uh, he said, I don't care whether or not prostitutes peed on Trump. Now, the first thing I think is, prostitutes peed on Trump? Awesome. But where is this news story? Was it an Onion news story? Is it a real thing? Who's talking about this? And this is really what we're talking about with the president? That's insane. It's insane to me that that is something that everyone's... Like, it's a reality TV show and everyone's fucking stoked on it. If that's what we're talking about. But then he goes on because he is a genius, all right? 
I care that his tax plan was a colossal failure when Kansas did it under Governor Brownback, resulting in enormous deficits, slowed job growth, and ultimately higher taxes on lower and middle income residents. I care that his health care plan was a huge failure, a tremendous failure, when the Republican legislature uh, in the state of Washington did it in 1994, and it was scrapped within five years. I care that his corporate money reparation plan was already tried by W in 2004, and the companies who brought their money back still cut jobs. I care that shutting down Planned Parenthood was a public health disaster when Governor Pence did it in Indiana. And I care that he's a stupid man proposing failed ideas that have already made our country worse. <laughs> Thank you, Matt Gubb, sir. That's rad, right? Yeah. I, I, I care about those things, too. I'm nervous. I, I hold out hope. Not, not for him as a human being. <laughs> you know, that, that ship sailed a long time ago. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I'm one of those people that w- I, I find people like that fascinating, and I want to meet them. <sighs> you know, I want to meet them personally and shake their hand, look into their soul, and see what's going on there. Just, just, to, just to see. You would really want to... I mean. Do you think though, if you let's say that we set this up and you meet Trump, mm-hmm. it would only it'd be like, could you tell in a second? Because he'd only get. I mean, who does he give time to? Who knows? And would he actually look people in the eye? Isn't that maybe one of these new presidential things that like you can't actually look at him? You can only look. You can only side glance at him because if you look him straight on, you realize he's a lizard person. Well, it's one of those things. I have one of those faces where people trust me oh good and so he'll open up to me i think i think you know because i approach everyone with a certain level of reverence and respect you have great teeth oh thank you not (laughs) not not a millisecond of orthodontia what none of it really natural see now that that you're you're chosen by uh higher powers to relate to people teeth are like the main the smile and the teeth are the main thing for trust yeah no matter how I'm covered in the tattoos, right? And people always ask me for directions, no matter where I am, whether it's Disneyland, whether it's on the street in San Francisco. Even when I've been in New York, people think I'm a local. But people, oh, and I've always thought, why? Why me? And I think it's the, it's the smile. Yeah. It's the teeth. Yep. For me, it's, uh, it's the scowl. Because whenever I'm walking, I look upset. And people just assume, oh, he lives here because he's upset about something going on in the neighborhood. Uh, so whether it's New York here, Kuala Lumpur, people will just think I'm a local and start asking for directions. That's crazy. That is crazy. You're what, you, you look like a trustworthy guy. And now, that's a weird thing to think about, like, psychologically, when people see each other, what makes them think they're trustworthy. Do you right. know? Yeah. And if you are crafty enough to find out that you're one of those people, if you're crafty, you could really be like turn some evil out, you know, like because people yeah. would trust you. That's uh, how dictators get started. Is that how they get started? Yeah. They, 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 it's all kissing babies and smiles and waves, and then it's genocide. And know? then it's genocide. And that trips me out too, like how as a group of people, when they get together, we all just decide to hate one group of people. Does this have to happen across the board? Is this just what humans do? Like they, because they want to feel better. I mean, it's an old bully thing. They they only bully you because they have low, they don't have any self-esteem of their own or they don't feel smart. And so a show of force, somehow we're supposed to feel sorry for them because they are really insecure. I, but the thing is, we as people do 
to, in order to feel good about ourselves, do we have to subjugate another? Is that like the, I mean, that's the way we make money, right? Cause if you buy a fish, if you didn't catch the fish, if you buy a fish from a fisherman and then you go into town and you sell that fish for more, like you're scamming people. Mm, I guess you're I, doing the transportation of yeah, the fish. Yeah, I'm, I'm a capitalist at heart, unfortunately. So I always look at the, you know, it, it's a convenience fee. It's a, I didn't have to go get the fish. I can just have the fish brought to me, you know. Right, the convenience fee. I guess that makes middlemen. That, that is a job for the middleman to move it from place to place because the fisherman is fishing. The fisherman doesn't have time for transportation yeah. or cooling yeah. or whatever. Okay, okay. See, that's the thing is I'm... I've grown up in a capitalist society, but at heart, I want to be a communist, but I know that it'll never work, but I want to know why it will never work. It's, uh, and this goes back to your whole idea of, do we have to oppress the people? I think it's a fear of the other, right? From literature. There's always has to, always uh has to be an, an other. Right. And that's a psychological thing we all share. There has to be an existential force that we're fighting against. And until that force becomes so great, where humanity says, oh, without all of us cooperating on this, global warming, as an example of right. one that's finally starting. Aliens. To, <laughs> aliens. Uh, I didn't want to go there, but all right. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> that's uh, the only thing that's going to bring us together, right? So we stop yeah. hating the black people because we hate the aliens. Yeah. And, and that's so sad. And uh, but or or it becomes, you know, global warming. We all say, hey, this this impacts everybody. We really screwed up. And uh, but right now we have. Are an administration that are global warming deniers. But the the thing that I'm encouraged by, interestingly, with this is the amount of media I'm seeing of other countries in response to Trump being so crazy, oh. saying we have to be the beacons of light here. We have to step up and say we're all going to participate now because like America's English not going to do it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. I looked last week. You were here, I think, last yeah. week when we looked at the English news. And I was, we had to figure out who the, the prime minister was. <laughs> it was the first, I didn't even know who the prime minister was. It's that lady now, isn't it? No, it's a dude. It's uh, oh, Jeremy something. Jeremy, I'm trying to remember from last week. It's Jeremy something, Cobble or something. Yeah. But I am so insular in my knowledge and in what I, what I let myself like take in, what I imbibe for entertainment for news for all of this because I don't have a smartphone mm -hmm. so I don't, I don't have that I'm pretty much like Facebook and Hotmail is it that's what I check on the online and unless I I mean there's a couple other places but I am not and then comedy like I find out more about what's going on in the world from being at an open mic <laughs> than I do from knowing what real news is. But that's the whole thing. I'm like, prostitutes peed on Trump? Like, now I want to look that up because of another comedian. And I'm like, I'm going to look it up. Prostitutes. Uh, prostitutes. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's interesting, the whole lens through which we're all viewing reality right now, well, which is the screen. Yeah. Right? It's no longer... You know, it, there could be... <laughs> interesting idea there could be something that happens right outside the studio right now that we witness and if we go on mission local and they report it a certain way well the way we observed it no longer matters we wipe that from our minds and we right. go with what the story was right well and but we do that 
we constantly do that. What are history books? I yeah. mean, the history books are written, written by the winners. The the winners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the winners are like, woohoo! Yeah, we just we manifest destiny. Fuck the Indians. Ah, native land, whatever. Hey, every 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 culture has done it at one point or another. And and we oh, we're just we do it all the time. Okay, so here's this is the weird new thing I've been doing. Is oh, I yeah, put a word results. into Google and you see put in a word whatever and whatever comes up. So I put in prostitutes and I spelled it wrong and what I got was prostitutes, prostitutes San Jose, prostitutes number, prostitutes in the Bible and prostitutes in Fresno, California. What? Like that's what Google brings me. I put in Trump last week and it was like Trump is God. Oh, here we oh, go. I put in prostitutes and the first things that show up golden shower, unverified report claims Donald Trump hired Russian German lawmaker wants the state to pay pr- for prostitutes for the elderly. Ooh, <gasps> that sounds that's interesting. Rad. That's juicy. Wow. And Trump denies he paid prostitutes to urinate on his hotel bed because he's a germaphobe. The president-elect was forced to deny paying prostitutes to urinate on him in a dirty protest against Barack Obama. What? This is oh it's in and this is this is English. This is the it mirror. Is the mirror, yeah. The, the, yeah. Water sports gate. This is insane that this is a thing and that and that I learned it from um I learned it from Mac Upser. Well, I mean, I get I guess we should watch this or no, that's not a is it a video? I I mean if I'd like to see him saying I I did not pay prostitutes to pee on me. Anyway, I thought it was a video and it's not poo. Anyways, we shouldn't care. No, pee, not poo, Pam. Yeah, I know, poo. <laughs> hey, David Stolowitz is here. Yay. Of a cool to bleat coming to a radio near you on Tuesdays from 10 to midnight. You guys are our late night guys. This is exciting. Yeah. Uh, so... Here we go. I'm just gonna, we're gonna go into the drug policy minute here. Thanks to the Drug Policy Alliance. This is a press release from yesterday. Uh, Thanks to Melissa Moore of Drug Policy Alliance for sending us all the good and bad news about the future of drugs here. And it's so scary um, about what's happening with our new administration and how uh, the all the all the stuff we talked about last week about marijuana, the KKK supports the KKK, but the marijuana, they, good people don't smoke marijuana. Uh, that is a lie. I'm a very good person. <laughs> and nice, yes. And you smoke marijuana. Too. I yeah. smoke it like crazy. We'll we'll have a smoke break here in the middle. Uh, Senator Jeff Sessions gives wishy washy response to questions about marijuana and federalism at Attorney General confirmation hearing today. I I can't believe that he's. The Attorney General. Drug Policy Alliance sessions did not rule out continuing the federal war on marijuana. (sighs) Statement from Bill Piper, Senior Director of the Drug Policy Alliance's Office on National Affairs. Senator Jeff Sessions' response to questions about marijuana and federalism during his Attorney General confirmation hearing today was wishy-washy at best. It is clear that he was too afraid to say the reefer madness things he said just a year ago, and that's progress. But he made it clear throughout the hearing that he will enforce federal law. He could have said he will 
respect state marijuana law, which is what President-elect Trump said on the campaign trail, but instead he said it is up to Congress to change the law. Sessions has a long history of opposing marijuana reform, and nothing he said at the hearing suggests he has changed his mind. Hopefully he will clarify his position in his written response to senators' questions. <sighs> it's really scary. I, I mean, if they... We, we've fought so hard for so long for marijuana reform and to the, the reefer madness stuff that was, I mean, we've, the, the thing about the reefer madness stuff is that that was all funded in the thirties by William Randolph Hearst because he owned cotton farms. Like the reason that the whole, we stopped growing hemp in the United States. Why? Why do we stop growing hemp? Because someone finally invented a machine called the hemp breaker, which made hemp. It was like it used to be to break hemp used to be this really laborious process to turn the plant into ropes for yeah. ships because you need ships on you need ropes on ships. And they finally made this machine and a patent went through called the hemp breaker. And then right after that, William Randolph Hearst. Also, there was the money in um that was going into DuPont, into um, plastics and into nylon rope. Mm -hmm. And so at, that was at the same time, they were using petrochemicals to make rope and they put a kibosh on the hemp breaker so that it wouldn't, it would become like economically difficult or they just, well, they just made it illegal to grow hemp in, in the entire United well, States. There, there was also a anti-immigration component to that too, uh, because it was, uh, they were targeting the Hispanic community. Um, because they would be the ones growing and manufacturing and well hemp? also it uh i've got to go look it up but there's definitely a component uh with trying to control the hispanic population in the u.s wow through uh banning marijuana huh well and they grow i mean mecky swag we have yeah. a cute little name for it even but the hemp it was all economics this was this was petrochemical companies and and cotton farms saying Oh, no, no, we need cotton. But, and all of the, anyways, cotton, it's not great for the land. The, the hemp was that the first constitution was written on hemp. And then one of the first laws that was ever passed when the colonists came over was that you had to grow hemp in between your corn because the hemp not only can be used for all kinds of wonderful things, hmm. but it also like regenerates the soil. Yeah, yeah. So it was great for other crops that deplete it. So when you're dealing with something like cotton that depletes the soil, you you know hemp can restore it. It's great. Same with sunflowers. Sunflowers um, they pull um, like like uh, metals even out of the. If you like, if they wanted to make um, what's it called Treasure Island less toxic, they could just grow a bunch of sunflowers. But if you ate the seeds, you would die because they'd be radioactive seeds. Yeah, just be contaminated with heavy metals. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the plants are miraculous and that we have, that we say, oh, we can't smoke the weed, marijuana. It's so stupid to me. It's a plant. Yeah. It's like everybody calm down. It's what Henry Rollins said on, there's some quote of him at, at the beginning of that new book that's called Too High to Fail or something like that. Anyways, it's a new book. Um, Anna was telling me about it. And in the, in the beginning, there's a quote by Henry Rollins. And he's like, calm the fuck down. It's just a plant. Yeah. Like, come on. You can save the world, everybody. But not if... And then you have to wonder, like, this guy's like this guy, Jeff Sessions, who's in so much power now. I feel like uh, maybe... 
it's it seems like it's all a conspiracy to get all of these crazy people in the government. Well, it, it's or to move them up. It's just you know, it, it's the I'm gonna promote my friends because I want everybody who's my friend along with me. It's it's and you know, it's just it went from a certain class of people, white rich men, right? to a stratosphere of people of the upper 1% of the rich white men who control all of everything. Right. And then they just pick who they want as their person. But then, but why? The thing is, if we could just, with the new administration, that they're naysayers on the global warming and they don't seem to like the marijuana, those are the two industries that will save us. Yeah. We have to get away from petrochemical use. We have to get away from cars that pollute, that everything that pollutes. We need to have more buses. We need to have more public transportation. We need, but then that people, people love their cars. I understand, but the, we have the Tesla cars. We've got the cars that run on the fucking new, steam or the whatever. The Chevy Bolt, it's already like sold out. It's, it's crazy. It's got, uh, you know, and I'm, not sponsored by Chevy, uh, but you know it's got over a 200 mile range. It's got everything you could want it's in great. an electric car. Great for a commuter. It's you know, and so we're finally getting to that point where the technology has become cheap enough, and now they're integrating all the AIs into everything. Right, right, right. So self-driving cars. So you know, hopefully someday soon we won't have uh, as many car accidents as we. Right. Do. The self. They're saying that the self-driving cars, because they'll be such a reduction in accidents, that we'll have a huge reduction in. Uh, uh, organ transplants yeah organ donors because organ that's what you know you get in a tragic car accident and you smash your head in but wow you have some great kidneys yeah. right so take those <laughs> well did you see the video of uh, the uh, I think it was a Tesla anticipating a car crash two cars ahead and applying the brakes before the whole thing happened just you know and the, the passengers in the car are like what and then all of a sudden there's this huge crash ahead of them wow yeah smart cars yeah uh yeah, there's no reason for us not to have the the green technology will save us. We're going to have to, like, the guy who figured out that mushrooms and hair clean up oil spills, like, what? It's so great. But that kind of, like, green, there, it's it's a new major at uh, San Francisco State University. It's not new. It's been in since, like, I think 2010. Yeah. And it's, you can get a major in green technology. It's like a new thing. It's like, you learn about, you know nanobots that eat trash or you know like weird yeah. shit like well with the, the future shit it, it's crazy with the amount of stuff coming out on new metamaterials and all these things right now where we're pushing the boundaries of science fiction further because science fact is outpacing science fiction what we're thinking so uh it's just a matter of time till green technology becomes just the le- uh, the most uh widely adopted technology just because everyone wakes up one day and says oh my god it makes sense but no it won't because the one percent is in charge and they are the ones that own the oil companies and that's what's been globally making our economy float about hey Latoya made it I'm so excited we're gonna let's no it's all good we're gonna listen to this video again this is the just say no um, drug policy alliance campaign so and uh, it's a new video and uh, three, three, switch three and four for me throwback to a shameful era which I know both black and white Americans thought was in our past America incarcerates more people than any other country on earth 57% of those arrested on drug charges are black or Latino even though white people 
use and sell drugs at the same rate or even higher than people of color. We have to do everything we can to stop Sessions. Jeff Sessions represents my state, Alabama, where more than 31% of all black people are denied the right to vote. Jeff Sessions was fine with the terrorist hate group, the KKK, until he learned that they smoked pot. I may have said something like that. Send that message with clarity that good people don't smoke marijuana. <laughs> marijuana is a leading cause of deportation. My father was a legal taxpaying resident who was deported. Jeff Sessions will destroy more families. I have an 18 year old son who plays the trumpet and loves math. Uh, it's not fair to have to worry about his life every single day because he's a young black man. Did you hear that? Who's a stop that weird target. Jeff Sessions I think, is... I think it's, oh, sorry, I'm back in. One of the scariest possibilities that I was afraid of. Jeff Sessions wants to ramp up a drug war that costs us $50 billion a year, and yet most Americans believe that it's failed. He is, uh, I believe, a disgrace hey. to the Justice Department, um, and he should withdraw his nomination and resign his position. Jeff Sessions is simply unfit. If you believe in fairness, if you believe in due process, if you believe in our Constitution, you must join me in the fight to stop Sessions. He's been wrong on the drug war. He's been wrong on criminal justice. He's been wrong on civil rights and liberties, and he's wrong for America. I'm too young to vote, so I need you to speak for me. Please stop Jeff Sessions. There it is. Just say no to Jeff Sessions here from Drug Policy Alliance. Here on uh, the AltaCast, we have a bit. We have a bunch. We have a bunch of people in today. It's super exciting. So let's go through our introductions. I am joined right now by Arden. His new show is coming up. It's going to be on Wednesday nights from ten to midnight, called the Night Space. Yep, I'm and here helping out in the studio today. Awesome. And we have David Stolowitz of the new show Occult Oblit from Tuesdays from 10 to midnight how you doing okay can you hear me yeah yeah and we can always sound check by pressing those little buttons and just keep talking and yeah. say that there it is yeah we're, so we're i looked good. it up in the dictionary it's actually pronounced oubliette because it's an anglicization of a middle french word and i can show you the ipa oubliette yeah. oubliette it means a dungeon with an opening only at the top oh my goodness it wasn't, you throw it, them into a pit that was in first night and labyrinth. Yes. And oblit. Wow. And we are joined, as always, by the wonderful, the amazing Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth. Hello. Win the mermaid of the day. Also. Sick mermaid. Sick mermaid. Oh, I'm sorry. What's what's the sickness about? Uh, I've got the nastiness that it's been going around. Oh no. It's not a flu. So. Is it? It's not a whiskey flu, is it? Oh hell no! I haven't had a drink <laughs> since Sunday. Oh wow, good for you. Yeah, I'm trying to cut down this year. Good for you. That's exciting. I'm not. <laughs> I am not cutting down at all. It is. I didn't want to drink that much last night, but I went to make a, a standing rib roast for my uh, for my friends at the Sofas Estates, Yum. and uh, for the kids and and Daddy Boy, and and he was like, whatever wine you want, and I was like what and he has this huge wine thing downstairs and we were drinking this like 2006 Zinfandel and I told him like well actually we need to drink this it's a 10 year old bottle of Zinfandel it's gonna that's a good year actually well it was delicious we drank two bottles of wine Jonathan came over we ate meat and then I, we I was like oh let's go to brainwash and I'll, I'll get I'll get a quick set in and so I go there and then they give me a, a large beer I was like I didn't even ask for it and just all of a sudden there's an IPA in front of me I'm like 
Why is brainwash so awesome? How is that? <laughs> trying to get you drunk. They try to get, I got, I got pretty wasted last night, but it's, uh, I gave them all the new caramels. Oh my God. I made these pot caramels and they're insane. Yum. They're so chewy and good and perfect. And, um, we should we should eat some here. I'll, I'll, we'll all split some in here. Uh, but yeah, so that's everybody here in the studio right now. So we're training. Things are, are being kind of weird. We were talking about uh, Jeff Sessions and how he's a scary motherfucker. I didn't know that uh, the Donald Trump had to deny being peed on by prostitutes. That's exciting. <laughs> I was reading about that. I, le- I learned showers, man. I learned that from Matt Gubser because I get all of my good um, news from Facebook. The more power, the more you want to get humiliated. And guess. that's true, actually. My I guess. friend, my friend is a dominatrix back home in Chicago, and a lot of her clients are CEOs. So there is this thing about, like, you know, how they like to be dominant in the workforce. But outside of work, a lot of them like to be dominated and humiliated. So, and it was fascinating how she would tell me, like, yeah, a lot, you know, she went, the last time I saw her, a CEO flew her out here for a job. Yeah. And some of the stuff that she's told me and the things that, you know, she has also has um, instruments. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I've heard of guys liking to have their ball sacks stepped on by yeah. high heels oh, that no. that's like the skin like you pull the skin out like the little bat wing part uh, and then yeah. like stretch it out and mm. then they like to have it stepped on about that one by <laughs> yeah and the golden showers thing is like the norm well i pee on i mean i pee in the shower oh, yeah. all the time so if my boyfriend is taking a shower with me i am inevitably peeing on him but i don't have a problem with that that doesn't bother me at all but the thing is you're in the shower right you in the just shower wash it out okay here's a time when i got peed on and i didn't like it and it was a problem uh <laughs> bring yourself in your mind to san felipe spring break 1994 Ooh. we're down in san felipe having a great time Hey, we, we're doing this fun thing. We're calling it Beers to the Sea. And it's me and my friend Robin, who was my roommate, and uh, Cecilia, another one of our friends. And we're in Mexico, and we're buying, like, 12 packs of Tecate, and, and we're lining our beer cans up to the sea. We're like, we will make the sea the sea. We will touch the sea. So we're getting drunk, and there's these guys next to us, and they are, like, frat boys. And they're doing beer bongs. And they're like, ladies, come over, do a beer bong. We're like, yeah, this is a beer bong. So we're hanging out with them. I, I, could, I used to be able to shotgun beers really well. So I'm impressing them with my shotgun beer skills. Doing really great. And then they start doing this thing in the late afternoon called dry landing. Have you ever heard of dry landing? No. No, and I was in a fraternity. Dry landing is when you go up to a person in your, you're wearing your, you're wearing your trunks, swim trunks. You go up to them, you hug them, you hold them, and then you pee on yourself oh. and them at the same time. But it's really like coming down sort of your leg that via your pants. Well, we're by the ocean. And then they run, then they would go, ha ha, you've been dry landed. And they would run into the ocean laughing, ha ha ha. So this is. Yeah, that sounds like a problem. <laughs> That's a punch in the face. So it wasn't. It wasn't that bad because a, I was wasted, and b, the ocean was right there, and I was wearing a bathing suit. So it wasn't like somebody came up to me and I was wearing a nice dress and they peed on me. It was like we were all wearing bathing suits and we were by the ocean, and we were dry and they dry landed. I just, I just wanted to tell that story. I hope, 
I really hope this doesn't get picked up by the YouTube pranksters, quote unquote pranksters. Oh, the dry man <laughs> Yeah, because they already assault women by kissing them without their consent. Oh, wow. And so oh. peeing on them might be their next step. Wow, well, I don't think they're listening to this. But later that day, though, things got really crazy. That's when I smoked PCP accidentally for the first time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you did that accidentally. Spring Break 94. Wow. Spring Break 94. So the, Pulp Fiction so, PCP. So we leave. there. They dry land us. We're in the water. It starts getting cold. It's like maybe, you know. 6.30 or something and we're like let's we're gonna get out of here and these other guys are like oh come and we're gonna go smoke some pot but in Mexico in 1994 you, had, you couldn't just smoke on the beach you had to be very very careful and so you'd go to the hotel or whatever and so I was like, fuck, yeah, let's go smoke some weed. Ladies, let's smoke some weed, let's smoke some weed. So we go into their hotel room and I first when we get in the hotel room I'm like this is kind of sketchy. I already felt a little sketched out and then they pass me the bong and I, it looks like it has weed and I light it and I smoke it. And then I look at my friends and I said, that wasn't just weed. And they were like, and I was like, don't smoke it. Don't smoke it. I was like, what the fuck was that? What'd you do? And I was like, you guys, we need to get the fuck out of here. We need to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, uh, uh, uh. And so like, I, and obviously I had just smoked PCP. I'm very, very high. I'm like, get, we getting the fuck out of, so we, we get out of there and they're like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, you guys, that, that wasn't weed. This is really crazy. This is really crazy. So the only way I can describe it is that we, there was a parking lot, a car was parked there. And then there was the hotel that was like a U shape. And then it opened up onto the beach or whatever. And we leave the hotel room and I'm standing I guess near the parking lot, but I couldn't figure out what a parking lot was or how to get to it. Then right, we finally get in and I see my car and I'm like, but it's not a car. I don't know how to open the door handle. I didn't know how to open the door handle at all. I had no idea how to operate a door handle. And then I was like, you guys, we can't leave. We have to just sit here because I don't know how to get out of the parking lot. I don't know what park. I don't know how to get out. I don't know how to turn the car. It was like the car kept changing. I was like, how does a car, what is a car? Like things were really disassociated, right? And then we're sitting in the car. We sat in the car for about four hours. The, the sun goes down. We were there till like 10 o'clock at night, but the time went by really fast. And the crazy thing was that it was a painted sign on the wall for that had the hotel's name. But I kept thinking that the they were in 3D. So I kept getting out of the car and going up to the wall and touching them and being like, no, no. <laughs> They're not, they're not, they're 2D. And then all of a sudden it just stopped and I was like, oh, I know how to operate a car. And I was like, oh, we that's the road and we're a mile that way and that's where we're staying. And it, everything was fine. So, and these were the same frat dudes, right? That did the whole... I think so. See, this yeah. is why I don't trust frat boys who go on to become senators. Right. Or <laughs> start Hellraiser. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who was starting a Hellraiser movie? There's some senator. Oh, like the 10th one is all about a frat party. That oh, there's a 10? horribly wrong. <laughs> Wait, there's 10 Hellraisers? I've yeah, only seen up through so. five. Jesus. They kept making them and making them. Fuck. <laughs> That's kind of disappointing. I thought there was only like four. Oh, there's always a demand for seeing a uh, true. <laughs> true. That's well. There you go. See, and back to stepping on balls. Um, <laughs> just right, right back there. CEOs and senators, man, they're into that shit. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just, I like. 
I bet you Jeff Sessions. I can't even say that fuck face's name. Sessions is into that shit. I would not be. Look at his face. The amount, the amount spent annually in the U.S. on the war on drugs is more than fifty-one billion dollars a year. God, how many schools you could well, build with can that? You, exactly, but that's the fifty-one billion. Like I can't even conceptualize fifty-one billion dollars. Like, let's. Would it be? This entire room in front of us filled with $100 bills? Is that, that's not even $51 billion. That's probably not even, I mean. Don't that, think of dollars, think of jobs. Think about how many EEA employees are employed by that. Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? Okay, so $51 billion, how many jobs is that? But, and how, how do you have a job working against the war on drugs and like, I don't know, look at yourself in the mirror. Do, do the people who, who ha, are participating in the war on drugs as like a active participant do they smoke pot at home alone and I are they afraid do, most no. i think d we've talked about how dea agents are dicks um, <laughs> and i a lot of them just like a lot of police officers end up having alcohol issues as well as drug issues so yes they are hypocrites and, and you've heard of like a lot of dea dea agents are um who have also uh, sold drugs themselves um, through cartels and what have you to get money, and you know I think I think DEA agents are they're assholes. <laughs> what it boils down to, you know, and I think they do get high on some of the supply. So this is, you know, I've been doing this new thing and I'm totally hooked on it. Just putting things into Google because they're analog. They're they say terror. They t- so here's I put in war on drugs, and we got war on drugs banned. There's a band called War on Drugs. War on drugs history. War on drugs facts. War on drugs statistics. Trump praises Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte about the him killing people for drugs. Jay Z, the war on drugs is an epic fail in the New Yorker. That's not bad. And what else do you guys want to put in the? <laughs> you put in war and you get Warriors, Warriors game, Warriors score, oh my Warriors tickets. But see, my question is, does the is the Google uh, algorithm in San Francisco different than the Google algorithm in New York? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and are different computers getting different things? Like it's yes. like a new it's like a new ad bar on the side. It's yes. like they're insidiously. It's like a they're boring into every facet of our. Netflix. <laughs> I think that Netflix marketing. is the. It's it's mar it's it's marketing. I used to do Facebook, uh, Facebook, Google, all the different search engine marketing, and uh, yeah, I know exactly how it works. And yeah, your your search results are different from my search results. Really? Yeah. And, and but they know because of my Facebook. They know because of your Facebook. They know because of all the Google searches you've done in the past, the things you've clicked on. But it's the thing is they're always wrong. Like I always get, <laughs> so, I get a lot of Christian mingle. Like what I what I get on the side of looking at this. I, I'm interested in all this marketing stuff because I don't understand it at all. I'm like, how do you get people to come to shows? Um, <laughs> like besides tricking them or bribing them with drugs, I'm, I don't understand. Um, but usually. It'll give me Christian mingle, which is weird because A, I've been in a monogamous relationship for three years, and mm-hmm. B, I mention Jesus a lot, but it's usually like fuck Jesus or Jesus isn't real. Do you know? And they're still giving me 
<laughs> maybe so knows, they're messing up the algorithm. Maybe the algorithm knows that you know your Christian background and what have you. <laughs> it, it, it understands you belong to a certain age demographic, and that uh, based on your Facebook history and what you've been doing on Facebook, its best guess is that you're single. Uh, and then the whole Christian part is just uh, Christian Mingle just needs people right now. They're they're hurting for people subscribe paying duped subscribers that think an algorithm's gonna find them love through God. Right, right. It's I mean it's so <laughs> si- silly. I, I also get on my Hotmail often. I'll get like. Um, bullet whiskey delivered to your door for $19.99. That I'm like, you got me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you figured it out. You, you got the algorithm. It works. You're absolutely right. That's exactly what I want. Yep. Inclu- like it's including shipping, which I don't understand because it costs like $21 at the store. So how is it $19 and it's delivered to my door? I don't, how can it, how? So it, it's to get you to subscribe to something. And shipping so it's like a one-time... No, they said it includes shipping, yeah. which I think is a crazy. You, you take a loss on the first shipment so that you can gain a huge profit over time. Like a book club. Yeah. Like like Columbia Records. Yes. Yeah, those. Exactly like Columbia wow. Records. Right. 99 cent cassettes. Yeah. yeah. And then your parents get mad because you never... So it, when they, they start sending you, get all this stuff for free, and then they start sending you $15, um, $15 CDs, and you're like, what? I got, uh, got a lot of music from that. So, marketing really does um, excite me, and I wish I, I, I wish I knew how to deal with the computer better. I, and I, I just don't. I'm, I'm just I not offer smart lessons fan. for a nominal fee. All right. Uh, well, here we are on the Altacast on MutinyRadio.fm. If you guys want to give us a call, you can. 415-550-0511 or come down and visit 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. We have three open microphones out there if you wanted to come and talk to us. See, now here's another one. They're saying all of your teeth getting the implants. I already got my implant. You missed the boat, Facebook, <laughs> on your marketing. Like, I lost teeth in a skateboard accident and I got them back for lots of money and I don't need that anymore. Yeah, well, those algorithms think in boxes like sessions you know so it's like you you either fit into the box or you don't and there's no room for overlap like i get weird combinations because like i don't know i'm not traditionally religious but i'll like support uh lgbt churches and stuff so i get invitations to like um you know benny hill ministries (laughs) oh wow yikes yikes well there's a new i i made a mistake of signing up for this church that's not a church and it, um, I saw it on a Vice or something, and I was like, "Oh my God, there'd be so, it'd be so great." To, they basically sing pop songs and then have like spiritually uplifting method, messages, but it has nothing to do with religion. But you sing like you group sing like Papa Don't Preach or whatever you want. You just <laughs> you you group sing '80s pop songs instead of hymns, and then there's a person that delivers like a message. That wow. yeah, it's called um, it's it's like something like Assembly something, but it's not. It's not Assemblies of God. No. No, no, Definitely there's no not. God. There's no God. Uh, so I put in um, Trump again, and I uh, let's put in Trump is. This came up the other. This is crazy. Uh, Trump is winning. Trump Israel. Trump is going to win. Trump is losing. 
Trump is coming. Trump is the anointed one. Oh God. Trump Ooh. is surrounding himself with generals. Trump is a president. What happens now? Donald Trump is choosing his cabinet. Donald Trump is right. Stephen King, Trump is the last stand of sexist. Okay, this is my boy. That's your boy. Here we go. Stephen King, Trump is the last stand of the sexist, racist American male. He is my... I love Stephen King so much. He's going to write a book about this shit. Well, let's... uh, Let's... Yeah. Let's... Uh, best-selling author Stephen King is disappointed in the country that propelled Donald Trump's rise to claim the Republican presidential nomination. Another thing to know about Stephen King is he wrote an article in 2014, I believe, where he said, rich people, pay your taxes. He's like, I'm a rich person and I want to pay more taxes. He's like, everybody keeps getting me to try to not pay taxes. And he's like, so he does things like owns two radio stations because they're losing their money making. They don't make money. They're losing <laughs> ventures. But he's like... Yeah, I employ like 16 people, eight at each radio station, and I feel good about that. And he's like, because they don't charge me enough taxes. And he's, it was a whole article about, hey, rich people, pay them. And because we don't, we should, it's one of the things in the comics, we should have a graduated tax schedule. And I think, why do we have to take the most of the money from the poor people? There's like right. poor taxes everywhere. MTA, constantly poor taxing everyone with this street sweeping nonsense, this huge racket, if you will. Why don't we just street sweep in a normal way where it doesn't change? Like this side's Tuesday, this side's Thursday, one's three to four, one's 12 to two. They, well, and they switch. And then it's Monday, my, Wednesday, Friday, it's six to eight. And then it, they're <laughs> trying to fuck with us. Yeah, here's my conspiracy theory on that. Um, the sweeps, uh, the sweet sweeping is, or steep, I can't even, God, I can't talk today. The street's today. deeper. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know how, you know, I feel like sometimes, because it's not, it doesn't just happen in this city. But to me, when they have those hours, they know that they're going to earn money by giving people tickets. Yeah. And I think to me, I mean, I, I do appreciate the sweet, the street sweeping. Um, but, you know, I, I also feel like, wait a minute, this is, I get the parallel of the fact of like, well, if you don't move your car, you know, here is a hundred and something dollar ticket. And, and I feel like that is something set up by design for them to earn money but it's a poor tax because the people that are parking on the street can't afford to park in a garage yeah dicks it's not fair and and for them to do it on my street there's only like 10 available spaces and they street sweep on one side from 6 to 8 a.m and on the other side from 6 to 8 a.m so there's really only five viable spaces that you can be in at night that's it's it's ridiculous. But you're supposed to circle around for two hours to look for parking. That's you get a waste of gas. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and, and you know, the thing is, like, you know, it is a bit ridiculous, but also, I, you know, it's beneficial, especially in your neighborhood in the Tenderloin, because God knows those streets need to be swept. Well, yes, but if they, and I'm fine with the sweeping in general. I'm just saying that it would be great if they could make it normal in some way. So there's like some. They pick the weirdest think, out midnight on a Thursday from twelve oh one, which yeah. is really Friday morning. So you're fucked at mid. It's very confusing. So you have to get up and move your car. Like if they could do maybe one day, like okay, Mondays, sweet street, or God damn it, I can't say street it. Street sweet. Thank you. Sweet, sweet. Um, <laughs> all day. That way you have one day that it's just like, okay, I can't park here because it's sweet, street sweeping till six. Right. Bada bing, bada boom. That yeah, way easy. you don't have to worry about 
Tuesday from like 11 to like three, I can't park here. Thursday from three to five, I can't park. It, you right. It's, well, it's it, insane because well, it, it ruins everything. Then. This is where self-driving cars are going to save us all. Because <laughs> the car will know, hey, I can't be parked here today because it's street sweeping. So it will go find a different parking space for you. And then in the morning, you hit the button on the app and it comes by to pick you up for work. That's crazy. So here's the thing about self-driving cars. Can children drive self-driving cars now? Can can a child just get in the car and say, hey, take me to school, car. And then you, the car takes them to school and then they go, hey, go back to mom, car. And then the car goes away. Can children, can a Roomba drive a car? Like who can drive a car now? Can a dog, can, your do, can you put your dog in the car and put the cat in the car and say, Hey, go down to uh, is that? No, they're going to use like fingerprints for it, like Siri does. I mean, with the uh, the smartphones right now, you know, you, it's all touch based, so you you have to turn the thing on using your thumbprint through the fingerprint. Yeah, so I don't see kids doing that. I mean, maybe they could get authorizations, like you know, the kids' version of Netflix or something. Yeah. So now you can't steal mom and dad's car. Yeah. yeah, for joyriding. Well, you, now know. you can steal so mom and dad's car. Problems with the self-driving cars Ditto. that people just haven't even thought of yet. Because driving just, off this bridges. This is the new solution. So, so we have to think of the way to make illegal money right now with self-driving cars, so that when the government finally catches up and says, "Oh, you can't do that anymore," we'll have made our millions and retired. Mm. Ah, I, I like your ideas. Uh, okay, back to uh, we we keep going on Targeting. tangents. There we go. Uh, bestseller Stephen King disappointed. Yeah, me too. In an interview with Rolling Stone this week, the 68-year-old author weighed in on Trump's meteoric uh, political ascent and his belief that the presumptive Democrat nominee Hillary Clinton is the only candidate remotely qualified to handle this country's top job. So this is from before he was elected, obviously. I'm very disappointed in the country, King told Rolling Stone, of Trump's apparent popularity. I think that he's the sort of last stand sort of American male who feels like women have gotten out of their place and they're letting in all these people that have the wrong skin colors. He speaks to those people. Trump is extremely popular because people would like to have a world where you just didn't question that the white American was at the top of the pecking order. He added, King has made his displeasure with Trump known before. In May, he joined hundreds of other authors signing an open letter unequivocally opposing the billionaire real estate magnate's presidential candidacy. The horror author also attacked Trump and his supporters on social media, tweeting in December that he thought of people voting for this or what that he thought of people voting for this rabid coyote leaves me speech speechless. King told Rolling Stone that Trump's rise to the top of the Republican ticket can be traced back to the early days of his campaign when pundits and media outlets dismissed him as a joke. I saw a poll the other day that said Hillary Clinton is only leading him by three points. If that's true, you have to go back to that time when he rode the escalator down and announced the presidency. And everyone thought that was a joke, King said. Rolling Stone thought it was a joke. Jon Stewart said, oh, please, let him continue to run. He's the best joke material that we've had. Well, no one's laughing anymore. Of his own presidential preference, King made it clear that of all the candidates in this year's race, the only one who is remotely qualified to do the job is Hillary Clinton. There are a lot, there's a lot of prejudice against her just because she's a woman, the author explained. Having been raised by a woman and lived in a family where my wife has like six sisters, I hate that. Uh, read the rest of Stephen King's interview with Rolling Stone here. Well, yay, I love Stephen King and I'm glad that he opposes the presidency. Uh, and what's going on. Yeah, he's very, very vocal. He's gotten even more vocal since um, 
he's won, like he's been tweeting a lot and what have you, of course, of his displeasure. And then also um, with the press uh, trying to take more responsibility um, on Trump, you know, and his lies, you know, because, you know, the media has a lot of responsibility of putting him into office. Yeah, uh, one day ago, so we've got Stephen King and Trump I put into the magic box and it came out. Stephen King's Trump's Streep, this is yes, Streep tweet. Street. Trump's Streep tweet. Street sweep, tweet, 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 Streep. Stephen King, Trump's Streep tweet, childish, churlish, petulant. Good words. I know. Um, best-selling author Stephen King lashed out on Monday at President-elect Donald Trump for berating actress Meryl Streep, who, without mentioning his name, delivered a withering takedown of Trump on Sunday night. King called Trump's response childish, churlish, and petulant. Trump's response to Meryl Streep, childish, churlish, and pestilent, is exactly why most Americans fear his presidency. Emotionally unqualified. That's Absolutely. a great treat. In her Golden Globes acceptance speech for the Cecil B. DeMille Award, Streep, who was Hillary, a Hillary Clinton supporter, referenced Trump's campaign trail imitation of a disabled reporter who used to work at the New York, New York Times. And then in the middle, special men, no Viagra needed if you do this once daily. <laughs> it's just in the middle. I'm sorry. I just thought it, there's an ad in the middle of it. How can they put ads in the middle of my article? I hate that shit. It kind of broke my heart when I saw it. And I still can't get it out of my head because it wasn't a movie. It was in real life, she said. Disrespect invites disrespect. Violence invites violence. When the powerful use their position to bully others, we all lose. Trump punched back with his own critique, critique tweeting Streep was overrated. one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood <laughs> and denying he, he mocked Serge Kovaleski's congenital joint condition. Meryl Streep, one of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood, doesn't know me, but attacked me last night at the Golden Globes. Where? She is a dot, dot, dot. Hillary Flunky, who lost big for the hundredth time. I never mocked mocked a disabled reporter. I would never do that. But simply showed him groveling when he totally changed a 16-year-old story that he had written in order to make me look bad. Just more very dishonest media. By the way, we've all seen that video. It's recorded. It oh, was of him? Played, yeah, it's just like, I'm like, really? But, the, you know, the thing is, the sad thing is his supporters are like Jim Jones followers. They drink the Kool-Aid. And, and if you don't know who Jim Jones is, look it up. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty scary. But they follow... Yeah, like 900 people. Yeah, but this guy has millions of people that will drink his Kool-Aid and turn the other cheek. And the thing is, I'm like, you people, it, this guy's affecting you. He's going to affect you even more. Like, he is not the new coming of the Messiah, which is scary. That's the anointed one. It comes up. Yeah, Trump exactly. is the anointed one. How is that possible? Who is putting Trump as the anointed one He's into the thing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, is he really? I mean. Uh, and, and the fact of the matter is just like, sh- shouldn't you be doing <clears throat> your job? You're tweeting about Meryl Streep and the Golden Globes. And like, it's... it's You've got the Russian hack thing going on. You know, you're still trying to fill in your cabinet. You would think this fool has better shit to do other than banter like a child. But this is what 
this is what the electoral and and he's an idiot because Meryl Streep is so, overrated. But if she isn't, but it isn't about Hollywood. She's been on, she's done so many amazing plays at, at ACT. In fact, at um, my friend Jill used to be her intern at. Um, in that center, the Lincoln Center, mm-hmm. and she had all these plays that were happening, and she was like one of the directors, and she had like a she met Meryl Streep a bunch of times. She's an amazing actress. Yeah. Uh, she's down to earth, from what I've heard. She's yeah, really she is. I mean, that's what yeah, that's what Jill said. But he doesn't yeah. care. She has a pussy. But I will say, I will right, say this. Exactly. <laughs> I will say this. There is one thing I do disagree with her on her speech, which I we're going to listen to it too. Which right I kind of well, I'll wait. I'll wait till we listen to oh, it. Okay. But, you know. So, uh, there you go. We're going to listen to Meryl Streep. It says, people, news, stuff. Written by Viagra. a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember. Like, I don't remember. I had the old baby. That's what I said. That, that doesn't work. There was one performance this year that stunned me. It was the moment when the person asking to sit in the most respected seat in the country imitated a disabled reporter. I still can't get it out of my head. He does. We got to see him do the little shaky, shaky thing. I mean, that's that's pretty much mocking, right? Like you that's, know it is that's, mocking. That's me mocking. That's me mocking like Michael J. Fox. Oh, so, shaking the milk. You guys can't see that out there. Uh, I'm concerned that somebody with a platform like Meryl Streep is is also, I think, inciting uh, people's worst instincts. Streep said the same thing about Trump's use of an even bigger, more powerful platform. Disrespect invites disrespect. Okay, we saw all that. Okay, this wasn't as exciting. Well, we just wanted to see him do the thing where he, um, you know, mocks. mocks, literally shaky, shaky. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. So then how do we, it's what you said earlier, is that once we write the story, even if, even if something happened out here, even if, even if we looked out the window and we saw, oh, I don't know, what would happen in this neighborhood? Someone taking a shit. Someone, okay, let's say, well, but something that, that, would, that it would incite something, like um, somebody stole a car, okay? They stole the car from out front and the police come and then the mission, then we look on Mission Local later and we see the story and they say something different than what we saw. We believe the story that was written because it was written. We just change history all the time. How, how is it possible that Trump can not remember? It, we all just saw it. <laughs> he remembers. He's just lying his ass. Oh off. yeah. So you think? But that's the thing. So if he's, but we allow the we allow him to lie to our faces like that. Yeah, how do we? But, we but, allow him to. We're like, oh, he lies. His, great. But you also have his flunkies like Kellyanne Conway and what have you. That um, she was like on CNN uh, a couple days ago saying like, we can't take account to everything that he says. Just listen to what he says in his heart. What the <laughs> fuck? Is, I'm not. I'm not kidding. That's exactly what she said. And I'm yes, just it's like, black heart. <laughs> I was just like, what kind of sense does that make? And this is after this is after the whole Meryl Streep speech and I put in listen to Trump's heart and I'll tell you what comes out. <laughs> what comes out, please? Uh, Trump's truth. Listen with your heart and open your eyes. That's this is his own vision. This is his own <laughs> this is his own he put out a seventeen this is interesting. It was put out three months ago and there's only seven thousand views. It's a seventeen minute thing. Ugh. Donald J. Trump's vision. 
Listen with your heart and open your eyes. I'm afraid to spend 17 minutes of my life to even think about that. We have Fuller Heart cast as Heart to Heart with Donald Trump, Jimmy Fallon. Trump needs a new heart. Stur- surgeon stimulator inside Donald Trump's DLC gameplay. What does that even mean? You've stumbled into the YouTube gaming community. <laughs> what does that mean? Run. Trump needs a Run heart. Quickly. Surgeon stimulator. This is weird. Wow. How did we stumble into this? I was hoping that, that's YouTube for you. Listen to Trump's heart. Oh man. Uh, full event. Donald Trump at Sacred Heart University. No, that's not so great. Anyways, it's not. It's not good enough. Although, I want to I want to see what this listen with your heart and open your eyes is. This is very scary to me. Oh no, there's a commercial. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, um, so what's interesting is that. Uh, Don- oh my God! It's for Urban Carry. Oh my God! Yeah. This is crazy. This is crazy to me that yeah. this is a. You know it's there. That they don't want it digging in their stomach it, or side all day. It's. A, they don't want it to be complicated. It's a gun they ad. They want it to be on them oh. and with immediate access ah. in a dire situation. Ah. That's why we developed the Urban Carry. Ah. With thousands of reviews. This doesn't. Like you, okay, I have the to skip. Only holster that is. Ah. <laughs> I'm missing the freak out. Nobody's. Okay. Is no one afraid? You're no, no one's afraid that the the uh, the commercial for a Trump thing was. Gun secret gun holsters that, that you can that's good marketing. access. Yeah. That's good audience. I'm not surprised. Right yeah, that's good marketing. That's marketing one on one. That's what is pe- that's those are his people. Yeah, yeah. I, I am so sad. I am. I feel. I feel ill. Right. I didn't know those commercials existed on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gun. Get your gun faster to shoot yeah. the person that you don't like. Uh, and, and now we're about to listen to so Trump's heart. So, <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump set out these diversity outreach programs. How did you get involved? Um, basically, I uh, got in contact with Michael Cohen, who is the special counsel to Mr. Donald Trump. And I informed him that I would like to help out with the outreach for not just minorities, but for women, for Hispanics, for Asians, for Arabs, for everyone to uh, learn about this candidate. You know. Do you hear say Arabs? No. She said for Arabs, for everyone. Interesting how she, she tells all those people they're not minorities. <laughs> I mean, with Hispanics, I guess it makes sense. <laughs> Hispanics are minorities. Not for long. National security, tougher immigration. It's just, just so everybody knows, there's a black lady and she's for Donald Trump. She's a sellout. Everything, if you're an American, you are concerned about. It doesn't matter that you're black or white or purple. I always tell people when ISIS straps on their bombs, they don't say, hey, let the white, let the black person walk by, let the Hispanic walk by, and then blow the white guy up. Wow. So she's afraid of Muslims. She called them Arabs, and now she's talking about terrorists. So her fear, she's afraid, she's afraid of the brown, the black woman is afraid of the brown man. Okay, she is uh, deprogrammed. That's her problem. She needs to be deprogrammed. That's the problem. I just, I can't believe. This. I'm sorry. I don't. I those people are not black to me. <laughs> um, those are what we call Uncle Toms. Wow. Um, and but it's not. She's against the. Those are house she's against the Muslims. That's weird to me. Oh, she's a house nigga. <laughs> I, I don't. A lot I don't. of Christians that are scared of Muslims. Yeah. And I'm scared of Christians. Yeah, I was, right. I was, and I was raised Catholic. And like, you know, the thing is, religion, period, is scary. I don't care if you're Muslim or Christian or Hindu. I I honestly think all religion is pretty scary. And every religion has had its point in history where they have been the bad guy, Yeah. you know, but not all. 
not all Christians are bad people. Not all Muslims are bad people. Not all Jews are bad. I mean, yeah, but this... they always want to project it onto the other guy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's we were talking at the very top. Is that do humans have to subjugate other humans to feel fulfilled or feel esteem or feel like? We have that. I feel like it's all entitlement. It's like I deserve more than them because they smell fun funny and eat hummus. It's a substitute like, for love. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what are we all? I mean, what is, should we all should we all hug each other and be like? No, I mean, I don't. I just hey, don't. Hugging's pretty But can I? But <laughs> I, can I tell you why? I mean, one of the reasons why you know the whole and I'm not even just going to say Muslims, but why there's so much terrorism is because of what a lot of Western culture countries and our culture has done to like some of the Muslim world and the community and the whole the thing about it is. I think kind of we, the Western civilization, has to take responsibility for what we've done to the Muslim world and why the way they feel the way they feel, you know. And especially now that we have uh, exactly President Cheeto um, in office, of course you now you're going to really have more of an um, irate community. Not all. Well, we've really fucked over Syria. Yes. And I don't even know if that's anything to do with Muslims. <laughs> Does it? But they've but been killing their own. And what's here? They've been killing their own. And there have been Muslims trying to flee Ooh, and get help. Phone call. Uh oh. Keep, Uh-oh. keep talking. Keep talking. And so the fact of the matter is now, like this, all this hatred and this isolation for the Muslim community is is going to fuel the fire even more, which it's already started already. Okay. But I learned the. Um, yeah. Yeah. I I uh I don't know. The world's a very Can't complicated hear you. Okay. Hey Gail, how you doing? There we go. Um hey Gail, we've got sweet Gail on the phone. We are currently talking about Oh boy. We've been all over the map, but um communism, why we hate Muslims, who hates Muslims, why <laughs> no, the Muslim we hates don't us. Hate Muslims. We don't hate Muslims. But some people do, and there's a black lady on the on the that we were listening to on the YouTube. She hates Muslims. She's a Tom. Um so that's why does she hate Muslims? What what's happening? Why does she hate Muslims Muslim? Why does she hate Muslims? Well, that's a great question because and she's we were, a house nigga. <laughs> And we were and we were discussing that is that no she is why 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 do we hate why do we have to hate other people why do we have to subjugate others is it to make ourselves feel better you know why do bullies exist I mean because she drinks the Kool Aid but and why and why would I mean anyway I don't know why people hate Muslims I think they're nice people and you know what the halal thing is great and I really like goat I like to eat goat and I think that. <laughs> I think that they've got it right, man, with well, the no pig and goat the goat. goat. I don't much like that. They kind of smell bad. Uh, you must like goat milk, too, don't you? I do. I love I love goat cheese. Goat cheese I do love goat cheese. Uh, it can't be stinky. It's true. Is that Paul I hear in the background? No. Uh, let me introduce you to everyone here. We have David Stolowitz of uh, 10 to midnight on Tuesdays, uh, occult... Oubliette. Oubliette. Uh, we also have Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, here, my co host. And uh, we also have Arden of Night. The Night Space. The Night Space. Yeah. The Night Space. He's, he's so night chill. Space. He, well, he, yeah, he's going to be right up there on the microphone so we can hear it. So, uh, Sweet Gail, tell us about how's your second hip replacement? Everything going well? What do you mean? I got two knees and two hips. <laughs> 
<laughs> are they plastic? What are they made of? We'll meet in the evening choir. <laughs> but the last time, I let them keep me awake. What? And you were awake? I told them I wanted to be awake for all of them, and they agreed, but somehow they kind of put me to sleep. But last time, they actually kept me awake. And you know that thing where you say, watch out what you ask for, you might get it? Right. Oh, my God, it was terrible. Was it terrifying, or was oh, it hurt? Sure, you hear the store going, <gasps> That's what you get. bone and flesh getting on you. Then they take some kind of a hammer to hammer in the Like they're building a house. Like they're building a house. So um, maybe they replaced your bones with some uh, goat bones. Maybe some goat oh, hip yeah, bones. They, I mean, it was like a buzzsaw oh. and a hammer. And, and the anesthesiologist was still trying to put me to sleep. About <laughs> three times he tried to convince me, don't you want something? And I would say yes, nitrous and then so some heroin. You go, you go to sleep anyway, aren't you? I said it's not the same. Oh. I don't know. I what did they give you? A, did, did, what horse he had in that race? Did did they uh, did they give you a, a spinal tap? Did they give you like a, a blocker? A, what's it called? Um, when you're when you have a baby, they give you a nerve no blocker. spinal nerve blocker. They, they spinal. They, oh, the spinal. Okay, so they, they 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 lower up your they numb your bottom half. Wow. You know. And I'm telling you, I got a homegrown horror movie to relate to from now on. Wow. And the, the freezer are flying. You can smell the burning and getting them <laughs> out in your yeah. eyes. And, and, and the thing is, I have four of the operations out. And the other operations, I didn't seem to get a rash. But this one, they put me in the recovery room. And I got some kind of a terrible rash. Oh, no. Like a staph infection or like no, a... No, no, a rash. Like a... I don't know, like it was red and my eyes were getting red. They told oh, me gosh. on my back and the skin. Oh. And, I, and this was the one that I kept the weight for. The other one, I didn't seem to get a rash yeah. that I know one of. So um, you can walk again? I can get from here to there. Let's put it that so way. So are you going to come back to the brainwash and get up on that stage? I couldn't get up there before. Well, I know, but... I mean, are you going to, you know, waddle on down and do some comedy or what are you? No, they're still trying to figure out how I'm going to do stairs. Oh. I mean, they had a physical therapy come over and then it worked out so good. And I said, well, let's wait and see if I can build up my legs and and, uh, stairs. I can get from here to there. But what what floor? Are you on a ground floor somewhere? Oh, hell no. I got trees. I got like 30 stairs to come up. But is there is there an elevator? The building I live in must be up to a hundred, like a hundred years old. So, do you ever leave your apartment? <laughs> Let me see. I had to pay for a car service, and I don't believe in too much because it costs an arm and a leg. Well, so how do you get down I the do. stairs? How do you, when you decide? Do you, are your groceries delivered to you? I'm really curious about how you're. How um, are you kidding? If I wasn't only kind of woo-hoo-hoo, I'd be completely woo-hoo-hoo. I mean, come on. But, it, but I reflect back to when they sent me back to the nursing center for rehabilitation after my operations. And I'm telling you, those places are no fun for anyone, as far as I can tell. Oh. Yeah. I don't think the the end, I mean, I mean, I don't think the residents or the uh, care people are having such a good time. 
Uh, I've been to different ones. and I remember you saying that one of the guys was kind of abusive to you or he wouldn't give you something he you wanted. He wanted to give and... me a cold shower. Oh. He insisted that he was going to give me a cold shower. Because I guess I frustrated him by disturbing him. Oh, and so that's abuse. And so when he finally that's got that. me into the shower room, there was no hot water. Oh. So he was going to proceed to go on with it and give me a cold shower. Oh, that's awful. And and then I was in no position to get up and walk away. <laughs> so I just screamed and yelled like a maniac and someone else came and they were all they were they, And you're naked, right? Well, you can't take a shower without being naked. Well, yeah, so I, I mean they're... in your in your fantasy world. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, I mean but you see I go figure it out. The only thing I can figure out was it was a misuse facility. And they had people there that had dementia, maybe. And maybe this guy thought that you can get away with giving me a cold shower and then make some claim later that he didn't know where I wanted it. Uh, that's because insane. I think he was uh, misinformed. I think he thought it was my noodle that was the problem. That wasn't the problem. The problem was I had hip surgery. Right. Oh my God. And well, you had a big scar on you? Maybe he thought that. I was one of those people under dementia, oh. and you can do these silly things to them and get away with it. That's awful. I mean, they even have them follow me around <gasps> and, and block my wheelchair where I couldn't move. What? Yeah. Elderly yeah, it's, it's, they, it's elderly abuse. Yeah, it's elderly. It's wrong. They, I mean, it's ter- It's what we were talking about earlier is that that person was subjugating you in some way and getting kind of some perverse pleasure out of you being uncomfortable and that sucks did you report this um individual report it the sure the nurse is a social worker and we came to the conclusion that it was a miscommunication <laughs> oh and i was willing to play along you can't say gay will not play along gail's willing to play along mm-hmm. i'm willing to play along into that fantasy but the next day his humor didn't didn't change that's why he, he continued on you know, because I didn't know, because I was on one floor, and I decided to go down to the other floor. And then you had someone and, else help you, and they were nice. No, 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 I didn't know that. Oh. that I had to be monitored and watched like I was some kind of a lunatic. Oh. Someone told me, hey, if you're going to go off this floor, you got to tell us. So I just went off the floor, so, and they sent them after to follow me and watch me. So, Gail, um, when's the last time you left your house? Last time I left what? Your house, your apartment. Oh, it's been some months because. What? Yes, wait, 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 wait. So, how do you how do you get food? Oh no, I got that all covered. I got that. But let me see. No, but I mean, when was the last time I went. So I went people come my, visit uh, you? Post operation check, I think it was. I don't know. Yeah, it's a mess. But I want. I'm. I'm just curious because I can't imagine. Like there, there's maybe one day a month where I don't leave my apartment and I feel like weird about it. I feel like, oh, I'm hanging out with my cat all day reading books. I didn't go outside yet today. I didn't go out. Or I'll, I'll say, oh, geez, I didn't go outside at all yesterday. And I'll feel weird about it, but it'll happen like once a month. So well, you're, may, you never leave the house. But when you're not mobile and you have impaired uh, mobility, what the hell are you going to do? Exactly. So what the hell do you do all day? Besides call Mutiny now. Radio like a champion. <laughs> but anyway, and whatever. Uh, hey, but what I want to know is, get back to, why this woman hates Muslims or Muslims? Or, I mean, I can see hating the individual, 
But I don't go for that thing that you hate a whole group of people. Right, right. That's but, nice. That's you, smart. You know, I mean, that, that's so silly. But, you know, here's the kicker, uh, sweet Gail. The, the problem is the woman is, a, she's a black woman. And as a person of color who has been subject to, you know, discrimination and racism and all that fun stuff, you would think to empathize a little right. bit more mm-hmm. with because, you know, of that feeling. And what angers me more is that she is a person of color who has been subject to this before. What makes her any better? How how can you not have the, the empathy? Uh, yeah. To do to know and to be like, here, brother, I understand what it feels like. I'm on your side, rather than be on the opposite end of her ill will toward the Muslim community. That That's my issue that I take on that. And and of not just her, but any person of color or, uh, uh, you know... Or a woman. I mean, or, yeah. any person who's been subjugated in the past in some way, that they've been told that they're not as good as because of the color of their skin or they're denied something... Because of their sex. Because of... Gen- yeah. yeah. Gender, sex, any of it. We can. I feel like we can empathize with one another. I think even sometimes, you know, white dudes. I think everyone can have empathy for one another. And it's strange to me when I, I don't know. I just I feel like why why are we hating this other when we should You're be hating aliens? Too. I know. <laughs> Maybe that gives her some relief in her own problems. You know, that kind of relieves her stress to think someone else can be picked on. I don't know. I'm not yeah. a psychologist. I, yeah, not the same thing. I mean, just like I'm going the gay marriage. I write it. Gay marriage isn't for everybody. If you don't want to get married in a gay relationship, don't it's fine. But what are you getting over here telling other people they can't be married because they're gay? Exactly. And and don't forget our new vice president. Oh, and recently I've worse. been told that he wants to open conversion centers. Isn't that crazy? I mean, doesn't that just seem... Insane. Well, I also think our uh, vice president that we have, or that's coming in, I think he's repressed homosexual himself. Ooh, because ooh. anytime, okay, first of all, this man has a record for you know not being friendly toward women because he you know he wants to defund Planned Parenthood, which is going to be happening. Um, he, of course, he is pro. Um, he is not pro-choice. And then also, he, um, he, him as the former governor of Indiana has, uh, you know, with uh, the, pe- the treatment of the LB- LGBT community, he has a very, very low score on how he's treated them. And people that have this much hate in this heart, to me, there's something that they're, they're not telling the whole story about themselves as an individual. Yeah. Well, it's been times where people were denouncing gay people, and later they came out as gay. Yeah, yes. exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the whole thing. That's the, um, there's a really, really great movie. I don't know. Maybe Latoya's seen it. If you, if, if you can look it up, Gail, you'll love it. It's weird. It has RuPaul in it, except RuPaul is a dude being, playing a male character. Uh, and it's about one of those conversion camps and it's called, but yes. I'm a, I'm a, che- a cheerleader, but I'm a cheerleader. It's a great movie. And it's a great, great movie about, um, they try to send these kids to a conversion camp and it's so ridiculous. It's so hilarious. And it was made around the early 2000s. Yeah. Um, look it up, but I'm a cheerleader and it's, it's so great. And then it's just funny to me because it, it's such a parody of what's happening. And then now Mike Pence, the concept that he believes in this, it's just so silly to say, you know, your, your happiness is, 
because it's just saying that someone else's happiness and what makes them happy isn't okay and that's weird like who gets to make that choice right and i think it's because he's probably dealing with the fact that he can't be 100 percent happy because there's something secretly i i think he's gay and And he does i truly do probably he's a repressed homosexual and those funny feelings that he gets in his pants he has to go and pray not all people want to snuggle with the bible or gay (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, if you want to go to bed and kiss the Bible and all that, that's fine with me. Well, Leviticus 20.12 says, uh, if you sleep with your father-in-law, you should both be stoned. And I love to be stoned. No, I'm talking about the Bible. If they want to get all gooey over the Bible, that's fine with me. Well, and the Bible's really... Don't bring it to me and try to shove it down my throat. The Bible is interesting because it's a... I mean, I guess you could call it a historical text. I don't know. It's sort but of it's a... I mean, every, every historical text is really a work of fiction. I mean, we're all just remembering that we call them facts, but they're just remembrances of different people. And But so if we look at the Bible uh, as a historical... Con- in its historical context... Of course that they don't like homosexuality because during the time of Exodus when they were saying and Leviticus when they were making the rules and saying this is bad it's because they were they were being subjugated by other peoples that were stealing their children and forcing them into like sex slavery and the Romans were terrible around that time they were taking boys and fucking them and doing whatever and the Raping. thing the, that's the difference is that it wasn't consensual homosexuality it, it was, was rape. it was rape of the because they were because they were the conquered people and so their children were being taken and so of course you would write a text that would say we don't like homosexuality only but it's it's but the context but it's the way that a lot of people have spin their own take on it too people just pick and choose what they want from the Bible, just like how divorce is a sin as well. So, but no one talks about how, you know, how much of a sin divorce is. So, uh, all right. So anyway, I don't know what we're going to do with our vice president and our new president. They seem to be confused. (laughs) That's absolutely true, Gail. Absolutely true. I mean, they're all into this Bible stuff. And what is this? state and church is supposed to be separate right mm-hmm. doesn't that hasn't seem funny to us hasn't been mentioned once has it nope and what's this if some in foreign uh, foreign government interferes with an election they're not supposed to be appointed they're supposed to be throwing out yep but I see we're going forward for the minute it's going to be a circus, man. It is. It already yeah. is. It are, did you hear about the peed? The the thing that, that they're saying that the prostitutes peed on Donald Trump. He paid them. Yeah, he addressed that and said he's a germ nut, you know. <laughs> yeah, he said, I could, no one would have peed on me because I don't. Now, here's Him and the Howie thing. Mendel. He's an idiot because urine is sterile. We all know this. Urine is sterile. <laughs> We've learned it from Rip yeah. Torn on the movie Dodgeball. He says, I drink my own urine because it's now sterile you know, and I like the taste. You're supposed to. You have to give Trump a little past because maybe he's not well informed on these matters. Yeah. He's well, he's and not like a bright. Lot of stuff he's not well informed on. Well, it, it is about people with the money will do whatever they want. This is the way of the world. Rich basketball players can be married and fuck as many whores as they want and not get in trouble. They can beat up their wives because they have enough money. People like Trump can buy a presidency. They can buy whatever they want. Women aren't real people. He buys them. He's on his third trophy wife. He just buys women and then makes them look the way he wants them to and throws them away when they're old, like an old car, like an objectified thing. People with money, they can buy everything because everything turns into an object. And we've made this got him in there we we the elect- voted him in the electoral votes right him in there yeah well they gotta get rid of that thing well and if they did then california would decide everything and maybe we should because we're all living here because it's a nice oh, place yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
there has been more of an independence movement lately. <laughs> yeah, what if California seceded from the union? I say we get everybody, we stand on the border between us and Nevada. We get big sticks, we push off, we make a moat, we make a moat. No, 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 no walls, no walls. We make a moat between California. And if, if Oregon and Washington want to come to, that's fine. We're going to push, we're going to push off of Idaho, we're going to push uh, off of off of Nevada. We're going to push off. The, we're going to make a moat. We're going to make Johnny Depp our president because he plays <laughs> a great pirate. He plays a pirate. He can have a ship. We're going to have ships. We're going to do drive-by bombings of with cannonballs on <laughs> to <laughs> drive-by <laughs> cannonballing. Presidency. What the hell? I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I'm going to go, but that's okay. just as much sense was Trump. All right, I gotta go. All right, Bye. okay. Love you, sweet girl. Bye. Thank you, girl. Fare thee well. And then you press the drop button. There, there she was, sweet girl, giving us a phone call. I'm learning the arts of the board. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, and I'll tell him. I'll just I'll lift the veil. Right now, what's happening is I like to leave the CD spinning on t- on CD one behind us, really low, so you can barely hear that weird cope, that weird noise that she's making. Uh, the Japanese Bjork cope. She's great. I love her. Um, she's like, she's a weirdo. Uh, and then we have all of these are up. We know which microphones we're on. Uh, if we decide to play something again from the internet, we're all hooked in there on the submix and and we're moving along. Uh, so you guys are listening to the AltaCast here on Mutiny Radio. It is Wednesday, the 11th of. January. How is half the month almost gone? Give us a call at 415-550-0511, just like Sweet Gail did, or come down and visit 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. New open mic tonight here, Wednesday nights from 8 to 10. It's Trish and Dan fight face oblivion, and they're going to be doing a weekly open mic. We're going to have four open mics now at the station, so Monday 6 to 8, joke workshop, as per usual. Four-minute sets, four minutes of commentary. Now, Tuesday nights from 8 to 10, it's Adrian and Katie Carnes and Valerie Vernale are all running a three open mics. And then once a month, it's going to be a showcase here at the station. That's Tuesday nights from 8 to 10. Wednesday from 8 to 10, again, it's Trish and Dan face Oblivion open mic from 8 to 10 every Wednesday. Thursday, no open mic. Uh, but Ask a Divorcee is from 8 to 10, and that's a really fun show. You guys can call in at 415-550-0511. In fact, you should, and you should uh, heckle and say weird thing. It's fun. You get to ask them questions. Both of them are really young and really divorced. That's Annette Mullaney and Paola Castro. And then our other open mic is Friday from 6 to 8. That's the happy hour open mic, the happiest of hours, especially if I have a drink in me before I get here. Then it's a lot more fun. Um, the... Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming up March 1st through 5th. Buy your tickets now. Go to our website, www.mutinyradio.fm. You might be listening there right now, and you'll see all of the sweet graphics made by Timothy Pizza, also known as Pervert Fervor, and Brooke Heineken, our new webmaster, queen of all. I have no idea. I was like, my WordPress skills are just not... <laughs> there aren't any and she was like oh and now we have like a scrolling banner I'm like a scrolling banner how is this possible what is it how what is this magic um, so it looks pretty fucking cool uh, sponsors uh, Def's Destiny's mom he's giving me the um, 
his commercial right here that we're going to be making later and uh, and on, on our little MP3 things here, which is a lot of fun. And here we are at the AltaCast again with David Arden and LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth. What do you guys think of Sweet Gail? I've heard her before on Paul's shows. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's how she recognized me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, she thought you were a Paul Brumbaugh probably because he moved here from FCC. Did Were you an FCC for your... Um, I never had a show with them. I was a frequent guest. I, I, I was on Paul's show and Alex's. I even tried Luke Sawyer's, but it got really sad because, like, he, he told me and Alex Guinea that he was going to have a stripper on the show. Uh-huh. And then, like, we get there and we have to wait a while. And then it turns out she's not really a stripper. She's just an exotic dancing artist. <laughs> and there's this big political, important difference and distinction and... I just because she's see. a burlesque dancer? It's more than burlesque. Like, it's literal, like, pole dancing, but it's done more as an exercise or yoga or something like that. Interesting. And I yeah. just, Do I had you... had it at this point. I was burnt out from life anyway, and I didn't want to play games with this woman, so I'm just like, sorry, guys, I'll be outside. Do you I like strippers? Left. Do you like strippers? Do I like strippers? I mean, um, I don't really know any of them. I do. Well, no, not like, I mean, not like, I know strippers and they're friends of mine, but like, do you like strippers like do you go i i've been i've been to strip clubs in portland and i had a fantastic time because my friend for her batch well it was a bachelor party but she's a she she gave me 72 dollars. she collected 72 dollars in dollar bills and she said you're gonna have you're gonna make them dance pam and i was like i am and i had a great time i had the best time i loved it i loved it and i felt like I felt like it was feminist exercise. I, I really enjoyed strippers, and I enjoyed their dancing. Were they female or male? Female. female. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I mean, I don't think, and I was at a bachelorette party once, and this is funny, because they were also, they were another gay couple that was getting married, and they were women, but they had a bachelorette party, and they had male strippers there, and I actually made my friend Maria sit on my lap, because I was afraid of what would happen. They were yeah. picking girls up and putting the, their, their face faces in, their, in their, crotch. their crotch with their legs on their shoulders. Classic it was move. so weird. And I was like, Maria, sit on me. I don't want this to happen to me. And she's like, oh, Pam, it's so fun. She's like, we're all lesbians. We love this. I'm like, this is so weird. I don't I don't like male strippers. I don't like I don't like male strippers. Like strippers. I, now, I, I like strippers. Like, female strippers like are female my strippers. faves. Like, I went through a thing. Like, I even did amateur nights. Uh... But I knew I could never do that as a profession. Fuck no. Um, I, w- I mean, I would have. I was a dance minor in college, and I, I really, if I wouldn't have been in a married relationship where he wouldn't let me, and I think even now, I don't, I mean, I'd have to be, I guess, single. I just don't think that I could ever be with a boyfriend and be cool. To- and now I'm too old. I mean, I'm 42. No one wants to oh, see my saggy titties. No, nobody knows that you're 42. Yeah, but you, you'd know, like... <laughs> They'd have to change the lights on me, right? They'd have to make it like blue or red to sort of like make me not look so old. It depends what kind of strip joint that you're talking about, too. You know, what's your demographic? (laughs) I can do a... Well, I used to be able to. I probably can't anymore. I can still do a handstand, but I used to be able to do a handstand against the pole. Reach up with one hand, take off my bra on a one-handed handstand. It was taught to me by my my go-go dancer friend, Derek. Devin, sorry. Devin P. Brawley taught me that See, trick. That's appropriate. Yeah, absolutely. I just, the, I think, the, and that's the thing about like the reason why I like female strippers a little bit more because they do more with their body yes. compared to I've been to a male strip review and all it is is the same thing that she was just describing 
I mean, yeah, in they my, pick you up. They pick you. It's so face. scary. Yeah. It's like being assaulted, except you're like, you want it or you're paying. It's so weird. They pick you up, and I was like, no, 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 and they kind of still try. And the girl, they they did it to like three or four girls, and every single one of them was like, ah, ah, and then she was like, ah, oh, but, but it was like the like fun that. of it, and it was almost like, it was almost like sort of this like group rapey yeah. kind of thing where, <laughs> exactly where you're like, yeah. look how uncomfortable they are and how much they don't like it. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah. It was so I weird. totally agree with you. It was so and weird. And the thing is, it's just like, it's always the same da- dance moves and like whatever. And like, I've even seen that stupid ass movie, Magic Mike, which I for some reason, that. like a lot of women love. I'm like, the movie's stupid. They all do the same dance moves. I don't see them on the pole, like doing some contortion and shit. <laughs> right, right. I want to see some asses doing some contortionist shit. And so there was, there was, um, and the other cool no thing fair. about Portland is you can drink. They have a full bar and, they have full nudity so there was actually only one stripper I saw the whole night who had any bush every single other I was like that's what a vagina looks like like I had no idea I had no idea because I don't I have huge bush I don't shave anything because I'm just lazy and it's just so much upkeep I mean oh my god and then it gets clogged (laughs) in the tub it's so terrible I'm just not a shaver right so I've gotten really lazy about my grooming lately I really have why do we gotta here's the thing non sequitur but why we got to trim the bush you know it's no absolutely but that's the thing is people finger fuck the bud i'm going on both ways here why do we trim the bush why do we trim the bush of the lady why do we trim the bush when you grow okay. the beautiful marijuana plant and then you trim it why trim it why you're okay. finger fucking the bud you're getting the crystals all over everything everybody wants this trim perfect i believe in a trim i believe in a groom i don't believe in shaving it all off that's weird I like a little hair. And this is for men and women both. Because there have been times when there is some kind of um, oral play going on. And I've gotten a little bit of floss in my mouth. And that's not always comfortable. Because when you're done, you're just like too busy trying to get that pube out of your teeth. See see now, (laughs) so so this this, actually makes sense. I don't... uh, Because... Uh, no one performs oral sex on me. I don't really perform oral sex. It's kind of like a thing. So it's fine because like I just have I just have issues with it in that um you know Latoya knows this about me. My ex-husband was black. We were together for 13 years and he was my first boyfriend, my first sexual experience and he never went down on me. That's I think he maybe man. did one That's time. And so it was, so all of a sudden I, I left him and I'm 32 and no one's ever done that to me. And now I'm supposed to like enjoy it, do, what am I supposed to do with that? So I just, it's just never been something that uh, I've ever experienced and enjoyed. So, but, and I used to give lots and lots and lots of blowjobs because I was like, this is all very expected of me and this is how I'm supposed to perform sexually is through this way. And so I did for a long time. Mm. And then I just kind of like, I, my, I've been in this new monogamous relationship, not new, for three years, and we just, it's like he sees it as a fair thing, too. He's like, I mean, yeah. if he went down on me, I'd go down on him. But then Absolutely. also, we can't, like, we both get cold sores every once in a while, and some things that people don't know is that herpes simplex 1 and simplex 2 are the same, same herpes. Right. So if you have anything on your face or your nose and you get down into whatever, you can actually give them genital herpes. So this, like, scares me. By the I, way, most people do have herpes. Some, The majority of the public do not know that they have it, though. Right. That's it, the thing. Uh, <laughs> I think it's like 90% of people carry the... One in, one in four are symptomatic, recurring symptomatic uh, 
the uh, other, the uh, uh, one quarter will never know because they'll never have symptoms, and the, the other half will develop symptoms once, and then that's it. Right. Yeah, so people shouldn't be like, oh my god, herpes. I mean, you, most people have it. Right, I mean, but the I'm, thing is that, the, you know. I, I'm still, I still, I, I ask people before I share a pipe or a drink or anything if they have it. Because I... <laughs> I'm 33 and I made it this far. Yeah, and I'm you don't like, want I'm to not get it. No, not Arden. happening. Not on my watch, damn not it. On his watch. The fuck stops here. Well, and I'm I'm good about that. Here. I um, definitely, if I'm ever smoking a pipe and I'm in a group scenario and I have a cold sore, I know I have it, and I tell people, hey, I got the herp right now, you know, and I either say, I either just use my own pipe, or I burn it, or I ask, like, hey, is it, are you guys okay with that? I mean, because I don't want to be the person that gives some, I mean, but so that, so that it goes that way too, is that I just, I'm kind of afraid of, of getting and and I'm 42 and I just yeah. I don't want general herpes because I have a friend who has it and she has to take the Valtrex and if she doesn't when it breaks out it's like it's like scales on oh. her legs it's like scale it's like blistery vagina that then turns into Fire. weird scales after it is so sad and I mean wow so if you've ever and my best friend's a dermatologist and she used to make me watch like look at pictures and stuff she'd be like you want to see the grossest dick you've ever seen I'm like oh. yeah okay and then it would something would be wrong with it you know uh, which would be funny yeah. uh, to, to, to swing it a little bit back to happy yeah uh, I, 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 I go down on girls all the time that, that's my policy is do unto others as one would do unto you yes but I have had uh, more than a handful of women tell me they don't enjoy getting oral those are weird, crazy women. I'm sorry. I love it. Fair is fair. Um, my, I actually, I had not. I've had oral sex before. I had intercourse. So that you know, oral sex was introduced to me first. I'm saying here. So, but I mean, that doesn't mean I go sucking dick, eating pussy everywhere I go. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, I think because scientific science has proven that most women climax through oral than insertion. Well, because the the, the 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 it's because you're working the clit, yes. and so there's the clitoral. But that's the thing is that Freud fucked us all up because he said clitoral stimulation is only for kids. That's a juvenile woman thing, mm. and so he. I've never heard this. You didn't? No, this no. is Freud. Mm. Freud specifically, like in 1908, he was on, he was on or whatever. But he yeah. was saying he said that the. It's a hell of a drug. The, 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 <laughs> well, that, that's why the, all the Kinsey stuff was so interesting in the 50s. Yeah. Is that people. It, everything turned Freud changed everything and he said unless you have vaginal if you don't have a vaginal orgasm then it's not a real orgasm it's not real, yeah. and and so then you're just being juvenile and he, he equated it he equated it to this this juvenile behavior and orgasming whatever um, but so a lot of people yeah. didn't know how to orgasm and don't weren't thinking about the clit at all guys are like yeah I just stick it in don't you love it of course you do because you're a woman and you belong to me now ha <laughs> ha exactly like so I think a woman's pleasure wasn't necessarily the first thing taken into people's minds. No, not at all. Because that's, and still to this very day, because women are great actresses in bed. And the thing is, we act to make, I mean, I know I'm guilty of it, but acting as if you're doing your, you're doing your part. I acted like I liked blowjobs for a really long time because I knew that guys like blowjobs so exactly. much. And I'm like... 
it was like an if then therefore it's like they like blowjobs if I pretend to like giving blowjobs ergo they will like me yeah (laughs) so that was like the it, it was like the thing of like men like this they so don't like do me. That. If I do this, they will like me. It's math. Right. It's so, logic. So my problem is I have a hard time climaxing from blowjobs. And so I would rather just have sex. And so I've had girlfriends get upset because they're like, don't you like the way I blow you? And I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's just that's not going to happen. You're just going to have to, you know, or I have to finish myself off. And that's fine. I, I know that about myself and I accept that. And I'm like. This is just my deal, and it's cool. And I, I, nobody yeah. wants to suck a dick for more than ten minutes. I mean, yeah. if yeah, you're not gonna come tiring. in ten minutes, no. well, you've, and you've got to be like after that amount of time, you've you've got to be honest with yourself and your partner and say, "Hey, I love this, but I'm not gonna finish unless yes, yeah, something else happens." They could do it for 20, 30 minutes. Really? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> now wow. you can go down on me for that long. <laughs> Well, yeah. no. Yeah. I can only do it if I only go go with the oral sex if like I just got out of the bathtub or I've oh. just taken a shower. That's yeah. when I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. Listen, I, I'm not the kind of person that's just like, I just finished a run and I'm all sweaty and let's do this now face down. Hell no, dude. Done that. No, no. Some guys like that. And I've had exes that were into that, but I just didn't feel comfortable because I just like, I felt like I'm funky right now. Right. But and I'm, I get really funky. That. I get, I mean, I don't shower often because I am an environmentalist <laughs> and I am lazy. I am a lazy environmentalist. So I do not shower enough. Here's the but, weird thing too. I I'll, I don't like people going down on me because my vagina is so close to my butthole. It is so close. <laughs> it is right there. And you're putting your mouth, you don't want your mouth to be near my butt, A. I mean, what if I accidentally farted? And B, this is the thing I don't understand. We don't have bidets here. We use toilet paper. So it's like... It's like eating a bunch of ribs and then just using napkins. Not even a wet nap. It's like, let's say that you ate a bunch of ribs, right? And then your fingers are all full of goo. Instead of wiping it with a wet nap, you go, I'm just going to go with the napkin here. (laughs) I feel it's the same way with the butthole. Like there's no, you're not, we're not using, we're not a culture that's like, yeah, let's have a wet wipe or a a water solution to this problem. We we just sort of like (laughs) smear the poo off and then around I I'm I am a half Sicilian and I am a hairy man, and so at home in the sanctity of my own bathroom, I have the wet wipes. Nice. I go. use those because toilet paper's not gonna cut it. Cut toilet nope. paper's not gonna cut it. No. Nope. I feel that way sometimes too, because I have tried to shave my butthole, you guys, and it is impossible. You oh, can't. Yeah, how do you get? A, how do you happen. get into all the yeah. folds? No. Nope, like, nope. I mean, it's crazy. It's in it, you know, and I was talking to my friend about like, you know, cause he's a top kind of guy. And I was talking about, like, he was talk- telling me the whole process before like having sex with a dude. Like he, you know, he makes sure he douches his butthole, which, yeah. and I'm just like, Consider that's it. awesome. I was fascinated by it because I, in my mind, you know, I was thinking like, oh, they just go right to it. Hence why I carry naps with wipes with wow. me. <laughs> um, wow. <laughs> have to. That it's is, just, <laughs> you are Girl Scout prepared. I am. But, and, you know, and I, you know, I, having oral vag, you know, sucking dick or whatever is completely different from tossing salad. Because tossing salad, <laughs> 
it gets nutty it gets corny it, it get you get runny you get hard i mean it, it wow the salad not is my very experience. personal. See, I would well, if no, I was gonna I mean, <laughs> if I was gonna not my experience. No, no, I'm not. It's not happened to me. I've had my salad tossed many times, and it felt weird, and I like it, but I can't do any anal stuff. But I'm not gonna toss your salad but because I don't know where your butt. This is. I would do shit too if I was gonna do if there was gonna be any butthole action and I knew anything was going in there or around. I'd actually like get all the poo out exactly. that I can. Oh yeah. I would like do like an yeah. enema homemade, homemade bidet. Enema. Yes. Let's get everything yeah. out. Let's get everything out. Yeah. And then we can put stuff in. We can. I would exactly. I wouldn't want and like if someone's doing something around there, it like stimulates it. And then what if you have their stuff around in there? Get it out. Before any pegging session I'm in, I always rinse it out. You rinse it out. Horse bath. That is. You have to take a horse bath before it, oral and salads. It is 1:50. It is time to end. On that note, we're gonna <laughs> end the AltaCast for today. I know it's we're crazy. We're just getting to anal. We're just getting to anal. We can we can bring it back. And coming at up at two o'clock, we have some call me Tim with our special guest Christopher Harmio. And uh, we're training more. We're training Anna, and we're hanging out. So thanks for listening to Mutiny Radio. Uh. <laughs> Alex, Ed, can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. This is Tusha Matters with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRack. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics 
will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now. Brought to you by our generous festival sponsors, Alta California Botanicals, Destiny's Mom, What a Tomato Produce Company, the law offices of John P. Strauss III, Asiento, FruFruHot.com, Jankytown.org, Brooke Heineken, Pervert Fervor, and Trina Roderick. Asiento. This locally owned Mission neighborhood bar and restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly... menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. Whoa there. What a tomato. Where did you find such a nice tomato? What a tomato? I know, I just said that. Where'd you get that fine heirloom? What a tomato. Look, man, this isn't a come on. Just tell me where you got that beautiful tomato. What a tomato. No, no, seriously, I actually...